Hi, I'm Ryan Becker, and you're listening to the Rock Hill Seventh-day Adventist Church Official Sermon Archive. You can find more information about our church at www.rockhillsdachurch.org. We hope by listening to this message that you are encouraged and challenged in your walk with Christ. Just in the last six to eight weeks, just between Christmas and now, I've met an awful lot of people that... I want to say are strange, but they were really strangers. But I have come to to have some new people in my circle of both professional and and personal acquaintances. And that getting to know a stranger awkwardness has arisen a couple of times. And something got said to me this past week that just set me back on my heels. And it was about faith. And it was a very casual conversation, and this lady that is now someone that I come in contact with on a very regular basis said, huh, some people think faith fixes everything. And she stuck her nose up in the air and she went out of the room. And I stopped dead in my tracks in what I was doing. What a bitter person. What a sad person. But about five minutes, and it just stewed in the back of my head, and I went ahead doing the things I needed to be doing and making my plans, and all of a sudden God hit me with a sledgehammer right between the eyes. He said, Rebecca, paying attention? I'm getting ready to teach you something. Oh, dear. You ever had one of those moments where God hits you with a sledgehammer right between the eyes? I'm not going to like this, am I, Lord? Probably not. Because you're hard-headed. And the Holy Spirit whispered to me, She was right. Did you hear me? She was right. But Lord, no, think about it for a minute now. Rebecca, I told you to think. She had said faith, some people think faith fixes everything. I said, but Lord, she she didn't mean it. I know. Think about what she said. And it came to me because I started thinking about my life and the instances where I said faith is the only thing I have. And guess what? Faith doesn't fix anything. My faith has never fixed anything in my life. Do you hear what I said? My faith has never fixed anything in my life. It has let me live through it. It has let me walk through it. Faith doesn't mean people aren't going to hate me and hurt me and life is not going to kick me in the teeth. 
Faith means that when people do hate me and hurt me and kick me in the teeth, I'm going to be okay. That's what faith means. It's not going to fix it. It's not going to stop them. She was right. That bitter woman was right. And he said, there's a door. You want to walk through it? I opened a door for you today. I put her in your path to teach you something and to make you something more than what you are today. God is not so much in the business of teaching us as he is in the business of making us. What did your parents want to teach you? They wanted to teach you to be something, right? They were making you into the person that you are. I don't just teach piano lessons. I'm trying to make musicians. In this passage in Ephesians, and if you have your, your Bibles open to that, and it's going to take me a minute because this one is not, not set up for me. Ah. I don't like big fat Bibles like this. I like the little ones where my fingers know where to go. I'm sorry, my nose is running this morning. I have a little touch of a cold. Just a little touch there and it's, it's making me drippy. Come on. Yeah. My, fingers, my fingers don't want to move. Here we go. Got it. All right. In the section that I, that I asked Carolyn to read, what are the tools that we're given? I didn't have her go all the way down to where the tools are. No, well, it's, it comes right after that. It's in the next verse. But the tools are not tools that you would think of for a warrior. Take up the whole arm, the next verse, starting with verse 13. Take up the whole armor of God. Armor? Armor? Is this, do I have to fight? Got to fight. I don't like fighting. My reputation is I'm funny. People who know me say, you're funny. I'm not a fighter. I'm a funny. That you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to go out there and whoop people down. That's exactly what my translation says. Is that what your translation says? Does, my, does your translation say you're going to go whoop people down? I hope it doesn't because if so, you need to take that back to Kmart and get another one. Oh, wait, but you can't go to Kmart anymore. They're closing. It says you, once you take on the armor and prepare yourself, what is, what is your job? What are you supposed to be doing? Just stand there. Just stand there. You don't have to go chasing people. People are going to chase you. 
having girded your waist with truth. You've got this part of your body protected with truth. The breastplate of righteousness, your heart is protected with righteousness. Your feet have been shod with the preparation of the gospel of anger and bitterness and rancor and fighting. Peace. When you're standing still, you're not fighting. When you're standing still, no one, you're not attacking anyone. And above all, which is the most important weapon? Armor, of the armor. What's the most important one? Above all. And that's not what it says. The shield of... Where do you put your shield? Behind you? You put your shield in front of you. You're standing there. And people are going to come against you. And life is going to kick you in the teeth. And you're going to fail. You're going to fall. You're going to slip. You're not going to, as the army says, be all that you can be. You put the faith in front of you and say, bring it on. You might knock me down. I got my faith. Because I know that with the faith, no matter what you do to me, I'm going to be okay. I've got the shield. And you know how you're going to be okay? Do you know how I know I'm going to be okay every time I fall, every time I forget that my faith is there as a shield? Flip over to Hebrews. Thirteen. Verse 5. Now he's talking about things that have come against you and things that are going to make you fail and things that are going to distract you from God and from following him. There's a whole list of things. Let your con conduct, let the way you behave be without envy, covetousness. Don't say, well, well she doesn't have any trouble with her faith. She, God takes care of her. He's taking care of you. Don't, don't, set, don't compare yourself to others. God loves you as an individual. He told Peter, it doesn't matter what happens to John. It doesn't matter what happens to Bartholomew. It doesn't matter what happens to Matthew. It Peter, you follow me, we'll be okay. God loves you as an individual with all of your warts and with all of your bad hair days and with all of your grumpies when you get up in the morning. He loves you. So don't worry about other people. Be content with what you have and who you are. You are a child of the king. What more could you want? Does that mean I'm never going to buy a lottery ticket? <laughs> 297 gazillion dollars for one dollar ticket. 
I might be willing to part with four quarters for that. I just might be weak and separate four quarters from my purse if it's 279 gazillion dollars. I just might find four quarters that I don't need today. But what's that going to do for me in heaven? What's that going to do with my relationship with God? Doesn't help me a bit. For he himself, who is he himself? Jehovah Jireh. God who is almighty. Has said, read it with me. I will never leave you or forsake you. I'll never turn my back on you. Never. Can God lie? If you serve a God who can tell you a lie, you're serving the wrong God. That's all I've got to say to people. When they say, well, you can't take all, you can't take all that, just literally. Yes, I can. Because I have a shield. My shield is made of faith. And my faith is not perfect. Things mess with my faith. My health messes with my faith. You ever had a health issue that messed with your faith? Why God? Why me? Why my daughter? Why my brother? Why my parents? You ever had medical that messed with your faith? You ever had finances to mess with your faith? You ever had relationships mess with your faith? I have failed God in my faith so many times. He says, I know, and I know you're going to. All you have to do is stand there, baby. Just stand there, Rebecca. I'm with you. I'm never going to leave you. I'm never going to walk away from you. I'm never going to turn my back on you, ever. <laughs> Pinky promise. P Pinky swear. Pinky swear. I'm never going to leave you. It doesn't matter if your faith is imperfect. It doesn't matter if there are days and times when you doubt and you're not sure and you feel lost and you feel abandoned and you feel that your prayers just hit the ceiling and bounce right back down at you. Why else would we need armor if it's not going to be difficult? Why wouldn't he say put on some nice silk linen, silken linen with gold embroidery and just go traipsing through the world, everybody loving you. He said, you've got to put armor on. You've got to compete. You've got to run the race. A lot of us have really good faith when we come into this building. And we like to parade it around. Yes, I witnessed to three people last week. It was a wonderful... I gave them tracts. I gave them pamphlets. I invited them to church. I told them I would go and pick them up. <sighs> How much faith do you have when you're taking out a big old juicy bag of garbage and it pops and gets all over your pants, legs, and your feet? You got some faith then? 
when the dog throws up on your brand new couch? How much faith you got? When that little screw in the corner of your glasses falls on the floor and your glasses fall off your face and you can't, because they fell apart, the lens has gone out, you can't see the screw. How much faith have you got then? And those are just the little ones. Abraham had the biggest one. What did Abraham have to do? How far in the process did he get? Some of you might know the name Søren Kierkegaard. He was a great theologian of the last century. He wrote an entire book about Abraham and that moment. When the knife was ready to be brought down and he's looking at Isaac's face, did his hands shake just a little bit? Were his, hands tr- were his arms trembling? Was there, were there tears on his face? How, did the knife start to come down before he got stopped? We don't know. Scripture is silent. We don't know how, if he actually, did it come all the way down to here? When did he get stopped? We don't know. But we do know that he chose God over Isaac. He chose God over Isaac. He chose faith over ethics. He chose unreasoning belief over logical actions. He trusted. How do you get faith like that? I don't know, because I don't have faith like that. I'll be honest with you, I don't have faith like that. Mine gets shaken a lot. But I do know that he said he will never turn his back on me. He will never leave me. He is omniscient. He knows it all. He knows what's going to happen to me. He knows how I'm going to react. He knows what he has planned for me. I have to trust that. He's omnipotent. He can do it all. He's so powerful. He can, he, everything is in his control. And he's omnipresent. He's always there with me. Even when my faith fails... His love prevails. If I don't get anything right but that, when my faith fails, His love prevails. And that I can trust. I don't have to understand it. I don't have to understand it.
because I'm just me. But I plant my feet and I say, you're with me. I'll stand here as long as I can. Just don't walk away from me, please. And he says, I'm not going to. I'm not going to walk away from you. I promised you that. And I, I keep promising it to you every single time. God is so good to us. In spite of the fact that we're not always so good to him. 